0: Welcome to episode 93 of the a podcast.
1: Creeping on up there.
0: Getting close to 100. It's it's almost here. I I should do something big for it, but I have no idea what to do.
1: Yeah, I don't have the energy to, to put into that. I apologize. I'll
0: figure it out. They'll probably just be like, Hey, welcome to episode 100. And we'll just be like, Hey, it's, it's episode 100. <laughs> but, uh, oh, uh, look, at our guest toy. We'll bring them in in a minute. Okay. But, can we go ahead and get our sponsors out of the way?
1: I can. We froze on the computer screen. We froze? Yeah. The computer screen is froze.
0: We did freeze. No, oh, we oh there froze. we go. It's all right because all the recording is on the box. So, no,
1: oh, there you go. That's perfect.
0: So go ahead and. Our first sponsor.
1: All right. Our first sponsor is Lone Star Reptile Racks. Ooh. If you are looking for a high quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. How do
0: you get it in there? Speaking of picking up at a Herbst Reptile show, that is our other sponsor, Herbst Reptile Shows. Uh, Only two left again this year. Only two left. There's the Austin show coming up this weekend, December 4th and 5th in Austin, Texas. And then there's the Slidell, Louisiana show, which should be a pretty big show December 11th and 12th. Uh, It's been a while since I've been to Slidell. So it's usually a pretty big one. So make your way out to a Herbst Reptile show. Or if you're in the, uh, the Bryan College Station area, make your way over to the Herbst Reptile shop. Check out the shop. They're doing pretty well over there. Uh, I have a
1: cup at that shop.
0: Yeah, you got to get that at some point.
1: Yeah, I might get them to bring it to Austin. And
0: And then get it sent back here.
1: Get it sent back.
0: Also, if you're in southeast Alabama, Florida area, Georgia, that whole corner, uh, go by Ozark, Alabama. Visit our friends over at Wiregrass Exotics. Visit Dallas and Amanda Rua. Check out what they're doing. They're awesome. I still got to make it to the shop. It's just I never get to go anywhere. We got to take trips. Non, non-reptile non show weekend trips.
1: To Talk to me after... Christmas? February.
2: Oh, okay. As long as we don't freeze again. Yeah. Well, we have a La Mina out there right now, so it's supposed to stay above average temperatures this winter. Yeah. Hey, I'll take that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Above average means that we're sitting somewhere in the 50s, 40s
2: all, some, all
1: winter.
0: I'm good there. That means my tortoises can still come out during the day if it's in the 50s. Yeah.
1: It's better than 80 degrees on Saturday.
2: But also remember that that's a weatherman saying that. So, so it means he's, gonna he's only got to be about 30% right to <laughs> keep his job. So. It's kind of like a baseball player.
3: That's true.
2: Yeah. yeah, if he bats 300, he's doing great. Doing great. Wins, wins a batting title at 312. Could
0: you imagine having a job where you only have to be good at your job 30% of the time? No. 70% of the time, you can suck horribly. <sighs> you could be god fucking awful, but as long as you're good 30% of the time, people love you.
3: Yeah. That's the job
0: I want. As a teacher, I'm just gonna show up 30 percent of the time. <sighs> the rest of the time, I'm just gonna sit in the corner and.
1: I didn't leave. Sleep. I didn't get home tonight until 7:30.
0: Yeah, I was forced to make dinner. What kind of mess is that? I know. I can air fry
2: chicken nuggets and French fries with the best of them.
1: I mean, well, it we was were, it was food I didn't have to cook.
2: We were supposed to have venison, um, pepper steak. Rachel went to get the back strap that we put in the freeze in the from the freezer into the refrigerator two days ago out. At like six when I was on the way home, and it was still frozen solid. So I was like, oh, gringos. (laughs) Yes, we went to a Mexican food place called White White
0: Guys. (laughs) That's fabulous. I've been there. It's just, I still, no, I I went to the other one. Jimmy Chonga's. Jimmy Jimmy Chonga's.
2: Their other uh, concept.
0: Their sister restaurant. I have not brought myself in me- in northern Mexico slash Texas to bring myself to a place called White Guys for Mexican food. Pretty good. Although we did go to a Mexican okay. restaurant that I thought was going to, like, I liked the name of it and it was not that good.
1: Yeah. Oh, Grana,
0: Guanarana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I see. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. Well, and then, like, we got to go home. Well say home. We got to go back to
2: Louisiana and eat our regular Mexican restaurant. And I realized how much I missed it was that Mexican restaurant. Uh, Lucas and I ate at a new place today in Pasadena called the Neighborhood Scoop. It's like a 50s. Like there's like a store and a little diner sold, and oh, uh, the first thing I said is James will love this place. It's like there's nothing Bur- but sandwiches, Not sandwiches, Aww. burgers and sandwiches and patty melts and sold. Yeah, and then like twenty different kinds of floats and twenty different kinds of um. Malt? They call it when you mix milk milk with it. Milkshake? Milkshake? <laughs> yeah. And malt. <laughs> when you, when you and, mix milk uh, and then
0: you uh, shake it up. What the fuck is that thing uh, called? Um,
2: Gosh. They have funnel cake fries. And you can well, get them with good. like strawberries or cherries or pumpkin pie on them. Yes. Um, I just like pointed at the wall and I was like, can I just have all that? All
0: right. So I know where we're going next time we're in Pasadena. Yes. It's five minutes from the shop, too. Oh. Say, uh, as far as new places for us, oh, animal wise, we went to a new aquarium store.
1: We went to two.
0: We did go to two aquarium you stores. You bought
1: fish at one. I
0: did buy. I bought uh, seven cardinal tetras to go with my one neon tetra. That once we got the cardinal tetras home, I realized the neon tetra must have died that day and was no longer in there. Catfish or something ate him. I was like, damn it. I bought these cardinal tetras thinking he'd finally have something to hang out with, and he died. You
2: you know, there's dead. someone in my neighborhood selling a pre licked Christmas tree. A pre licked Christmas tree. But most of the lights don't work, and she wants $175 oh, so, no. So, it's not a pre it's, it's Somebody offered 30 bucks. <laughs> it's just a Christmas tree. No. Oh, uh, Lamarck beat Alvin tonight. I don't know what that is. Football or... I have no idea. Uh, basketball, maybe 47, 42. Football's oh. over. It's got to be basketball. Yeah. So... Bring
0: in our guest. All right. Let me bring in our guest who's sat yeah. there listening to us talk about malts. Which I could go for a chocolate malt. But there's our guest, Bill Bradley from... Let's see what I'm going to go with. We can go One with Bull our- Black Exotics or Lizard Brain Radio or probably 15 million other things.
1: One of our Facebook yeah, users know. has it out for y'all. Yeah, I can't see who it is. It
4: just says Facebook user because they didn't read the instructions to click on StreamYard to allow your Facebook to access it. Since everybody on this podcast uses StreamYard, weird.
2: Right.
0: James Lewis can. Every buy week. And so can Bill. Who? Uh, Ryan Cox. I don't know. Oh, it's Ryan Cox. Oh, <laughs> fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, he
4: he put a smart ass answer in the weekly question anyway. Fuck
0: you. He won our giveaway that I wasn't allowed to win. So that's right. Fuck Ryan. He gets a cool mandala from Venom Life so and funny. a fifty dollar gift certificate. And all I get is a hat that I had to pay for.
2: I saw oh. a video ad today for um, I was scrolling through Facebook this morning when I woke up and I'm like, that's Brent. <laughs> bang, and it's a, a Venom Life like like commercial. That's cool. Oh, Facebook, that's pretty. That's
1: all, neat.
0: that's all Brent needs is another way people to hear him talk.
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: Jeez, yeah. Brent's not gonna listen to this. I can say shit about him all day long. Uh, how's it going, Bill? Uh, great. We've been trying it to. It wouldn't
4: matter anyway. Brent. Every podcast Brent's on his internet never works, so people only hear half the things he says. That is true. We ended up
0: having uh, him and Woody on last time, and we just ended up talking to Woody for half the time.
2: Yeah. So. It's um southern louisiana so what do you expect that is true he is down in,
0: in the shithole part of louisiana too mm-hmm. down there like charles uh
1: can i just say and then i promise i will not derail again doubtful most likely <laughs> i'm so glad that i have two co-hosts and a guest that lack the emotional drama that comes with being a 10 year old girl
4: <laughs> okay
1: but things are better. I got a happy face in a text message.
4: You clearly don't know me. is a,
0: <laughs> a 10-year-old girl in a full-grown Lands man's body.
1: Land have been that's running right. high in the last two days in fifth grade.
2: Jeez. All that the tension went
1: Lafayette Gosh, That's all Go I've ahead. heard about on the drive home. But I just got a text a message from our kid. And she's hey, like, hold on. we're all better now.
2: Hold on, pause.
0: All the penguins from the Lafayette Zoo got avian malaria. Six of them died. I'd like to say that I'm surprised, but I've been to that zoo, and I know the history of that zoo. no. Totally not fucking surprised. Yeah. You realize that zoo was bought by, like, a banker. Really? uh, For his son. Who was 13 at the time. For his son, who was 13 at the time, who he was going to give it to, who had no zoo experience other than- present. Yeah, other than him giving him the zoo. (laughs) Uh, And then they asked the uh, public, what animals do you want? Other than, like, hey, what animals can we house? Uh, And they got a rhino. Uh, That rhino got out.
1: The giraffe. And
0: the, and the rhino, rhino got out. And then the rhino got shot to death because it was running oh. loose and they had to kill it. Holy shit. That's terrible. That was
1: in like the early 90s, right?
0: Or late 90s. Somewhere late, in there. It was in
1: the 90s. They, The last time I checked, they had a giraffe because that was the next thing. It was like, hey, what should we get? Then we got a giraffe.
0: Yeah, you Don't ask the public what to get.
1: We did a sleepover at that zoo one time, the Girl well, Scouts. But yeah, but
0: no, it wasn't a sleepover at the zoo. It was a sleepover was, in front of the zoo. I
1: was so like weirded out though because we went and there's easy 200 girls and we have tents and we're pumped and they have us in the parking lot. So
2: yeah. So is that the, in Broussard? Yeah,
0: Acadia in Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, ZooBiz. So, and you know, we have never seen this place. It's on a main highway in South Louisiana and there's a giant grass lot out in front of it and that's where the parking lot's attached to and then you go into the trees, you get into the zoo. They had to camp out in that
4: giant lot now, between we- the zoo and the highway
1: now there we were like a pretty good ways back and there was like a wooden fence is it between near the us airport and the highway? right there
4: i mean in so all faster. fairness it was as due with a potentially rampaging rhinoceros I the mean, parking lot was probably yeah. safe
1: that's It probably was like
4: that's that is true but yeah if you click on we what animals have they have
1: time,
2: it's like contact us and ask us which animals we have <laughs>
1: <That> <laughs> because they don't a... know from data day 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 they're still kids.
0: alive today i'll give you mm, i'll give wow. you a hint uh they're not easy credit I'm going to go with, okay, <laughs> it is Lafayette. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, it's Broussard, which is yeah. kind of the... Working at a zoo that was an hour away from that zoo, I, I've heard stories. That's about. where Broussard's where uh, Luke's shop is. Yes. yeah, Not Broussard, the nicest area. Broussard's now. not the best part. No. When, you, when you get south of, uh, south of Lafayette, it gets a little tricky. Yeah. Great food when you get south of Lafayette. Yeah. it's a-
1: You really got to focus on the people when they're talking to you, though, because you may not be able to understand them depending on how thick their accents are. I can
2: see that. That is true. Yeah, they have a giraffe feeding station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I have low expectations for that zoo. Yeah, they said six of them died and three wow. are in critical condition, which means they're probably going to die too. Yeah. That's terrible.
0: I don't even know they had penguins. I didn't know they were mm-hmm. able to take it. They must be African, like African penguins or something, like warm weather penguins.
2: So if I see somebody selling one of my racks used and they say, I'm trying to get what I paid for it. Just and let it go. trying to sell it for more than what I sold it for. <gasps> just let it go. Don't, don't ruin yeah, no, i mean I, Whatever. Hey, I'm not going to knock your house off, but it's just... And it looks terrible. It's like they beat it with a hammer.
1: Sad day.
0: <laughs> oh, people in the hobby. Which we'll talk about at some point tonight. I've got some stuff I've got
1: some that. fun stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah. You uh, guys don't want my opinion on anything tonight. <laughs> I've got some stuff that I want to talk to Bill about at some point, because well, we tried to have him on, like, three months Uh-oh. ago. Uh, Life happened. It was because he was on an episode of another podcast, and I wanted to talk to him. And, like, honestly... In my mind, I cannot remember exactly what I want to talk to him about, but I figured once I ask him about it and he talks about it, it'll remind me what I want to talk to him about.
1: So let's talk about our Facebook question because I have some stuff to add to that.
0: This was a Facebook question from Bill.
1: (laughs) It's a great question.
4: Hey, before you do the Facebook question, can I, as a person who listens to your podcast a lot and (laughs) has now been on here a a little bit and talking to you guys, uh, your dynamic has changed drastically over time yes uh because your wifely counterpart uh the pain no uh, it's it's wonderful (laughs) you no no no. you you used to not i felt like you didn't really talk very much and you you're kind of like my wife in that you married into the hobby and so, a lot of times when you would talk to folks, you know, you always preface things with, "Well, I don't really know as much because I'm not a reptile nerd," and so on and so forth, like stuff like that. You are way more engaged now, and it's really cool. So,
1: did you prep him for this? I Lewis? did not. <laughs> These are all the things I like tell you, her, though. I feel like you prepped him to she's say that. She's always like, I don't, "I don't." I'm like Rachel can fill in for she's me. Like Rachel he's confirmed. like, "I don't no, need, need to be on the there." the co-host.
4: No, it, it has. I mean, it's, well, it's changed thanks. quite a bit. Like you, it, I needed it was, that.
1: <laughs>
3: It was,
4: it was, well, no, it was like, it was a conversation with Robert and James, and then like, you added to the conversation, but it, you kind of always were on the fringes of it, yes. and now it's I actually a conversation. It's actually three people having a conversation, and then your, your guest is extra.
1: Oh. I the think am- it's
0: cool. The amazing thing is in person, she doesn't shut the fuck up.
1: Hey. Hey, I have lots to give. Shut up, Robert. I can see that face judging me. <laughs> no,
0: it wasn't judging you. It was agreeing with me. That's all it was.
1: <laughs> no,
4: the, you can tell that the three of you, I think how the three of you probably talk when you're not doing this is how you have talked the last maybe four or five episodes.
3: Yeah.
1: I feel like and that, that you, is factual.
4: When you first started, I don't think. I don't think that's how your normal conversation went when you first started the podcast.
1: I feel like Robert and I are getting comfortable and we really don't care what James thinks anymore. (laughs) Robert's
2: never cared about Bob, ever. Or anyone else for that matter.
4: (sighs) Robert's just usually busy. That that comes across very well in the podcast. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. I tell
0: you
2: all the time just to ask stuff. Fun times. So let's. I think 12 years in law enforcement got me out of getting to fuck what anybody thinks. Yeah. He'll do that. Yeah.
1: I'm learning not to sugarcoat as much this year. I'm I'm learning that from my co What's well, because you're
0: diabetic? You got to be careful.
1: Don't. We're not talking <laughs> about that. I I can't eat anything else for the rest of the night. Don't talk to me.
2: <laughs> so the question was. Oh, hold on. Um, Speaking what? of that, we had an apple pie that somebody brought on Thanksgiving. I never got And we hadn't touched pie. it. I went to get a piece last night and it was moldy. No. Oh, no. Rachel's like, and the bad thing is, is Rachel told me we should put it in the fridge like two days ago. And I was like, ah, it's apple pie. Oh, I fine. do remember that conversation. Oh. Yeah, you were there. I agreed with you. But well, I thought uh, we were going to eat it the next but day. But as soon as I said, oh, no. man, there's, there's mold on the patch, she's like, should have put it in the fridge. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah. with all honesty, I thought we were eating it the next
0: day because so we, we went to the movie that night. Yeah, that's I was right. Like, we're mm. going to get ice cream and eat it the next day because I was like, I want some of that out. Was it homemade? Not no, a store bought
1: Okay, so I'm just going to say that Sam's Club has an apple pie that's so, like three times the size of my face. That's, that's I this think one. this that's, is that's, like, like, this I one. will go in and I will buy one. I yeah. will go buy it after my blood work well, and my diabetes tomorrow.
2: <laughs> so I had to okay, eat just ice cream pie. last night. Oh, poor yeah. you. Know, just plain vanilla I think ice I'm cream. out of my ice cream. I think I have yeah, man, them. that's uh, first world problems.
1: It <laughs> really is.
2: <laughs> Life is horrible.
0: My I mean, I'm gonna go bad. have
1: blood work done for my diabetes in the morning, and then go eat noodles for lunch. So you know,
0: and then go take a test.
1: Yay me! All
0: right, <laughs> can I get? I'm gonna do it. I'm going. Go. go here we go. So Bill's question this week for us was, "What does reptile education mean?" Because uh, to you, to whoever's answering the question, because Bill, uh, I guess you can give a brief overview of what you do education wise, real quick, before we go into the answers here.
4: Sure. So my wife and I do educational shows with our reptile collection. And then we have a storefront that is not a sales storefront. It's actually set up like a petting zoo. And so in Illinois, uh there's certain structures from a 2015 law about it, the herptile code is what they call it. And you have to have different licenses for endangered species, uh, rear fang venomous, front fang venomous, or crocodilians. And then... In order to have those licenses, you have to actually use those animals in bona fide educational demonstrations and prove that to the state. And so we have a collection that's based off of doing educational demonstrations. Uh, Some of the animals are just straight up things I wanted as pets, but almost all of the animals serve a purpose in some sort of lesson, either natural history or genetics or what have you. Um, And then we do... Some entertainment stuff, which would just be like party, you know, take a selfie with a boa or whatever. But we are also, um, like, the educational demonstrators for some major museum events around Chicago and, and different charity events for zoos and stuff. So it's actual professional education.
1: Oh, no. That's really cool.
2: Bill froze. Oh, we froze. Damn uh, it. Oh. I don't know what's going on. I... My internet sucked like the shop today, too.
0: The problem is we pay a lot for internet. Yeah?
1: We don't pay as much here as we did in Louisiana. But it's,
0: it's
2: supposed to be, like... It's
1: supposed to be the best shit ever. internet.
2: It's supposed to be... I told y'all when I had it, it was fucking terrible. That's why I switched to Xfinity. We really
1: haven't had that many issues. I had
2: AT&T and hated it. Really? Hated it. Xfinity's been better? It's been much better at the house. Flawless, basically.
0: <clears throat>
2: Knock on wood. I guess we're still frozen. I don't even know if the public can
0: hear us. I mean, we're recording, though, so it's, it's fine on the box. There you go. But I'll message Bill. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh there we go.
0: Good try again. Oh, <laughs> uh, everybody listen. You get to hear all the troubles. Which is funny. I'll talk to Bill in a second because he his last episode, the person he was talking to, went out.
1: The uh, We haven't really had that many issues. It says issues. we're
0: currently offline. Your connection was restored. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, yeah. the problem. I
2: lost, I lost the internet, too. That's the
0: problem is it cuts in and out. I don't know. That's That's the only problem. Other than that, it works fine. So, if anybody out there knows how the hell that's happening, it'll
2: cut off and okay. on. University of Houston Clear Lake is hiring a full-time field crew leader to assist with sampling specifically on alligator snapping turtles. Tur- Sold. That except, sounds cool. Except they probably pay like 30000 a year. We're about to find
0: out. It's not going to be what I make now. I can tell you that. I guarantee it. Let's get back into this chat. There's Bill. There we are. Oh. Yeah. No, they didn't. Everybody's like, yeah. We're here. <laughs> we're here. $2,000 a month. 2000 a month for that job? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Everyone that's live will hear what that conversation is about later. Yeah. Because uh, we we still were recording, even though nobody else could hear us. Which Don't I get everybody
2: talking shit in the in comments. The I know.
0: <laughs> Bill, also, I think it's funny because I was listening to your last show, and your guest got cut out towards the end also. And yes. You know the nightmares of technology.
4: Yeah, it was uh, quite fun. <laughs> and it was the exact same way because we were in completely different parts of the country. So I had no idea that he was in the middle of a storm at the time and had a power surge and That's didn't nice. know, so. But
0: yes, so the, the storefront thing I think is neat. Uh, I'm assuming cool. it's on a mission to come into it or is it – how does that work?
4: Yeah. So we set it up to where um, – so the town that we live in as far as the school district is technically fairly close to poverty level. Like they have a lot of social programs here for different students and lower income kids. And my, I am fortunate that my kids don't fall into that, but we designed it in such a way that those folks would be able to participate. And so the entry for the shop is five bucks. That's not bad. So I thought a family of four could come in for 20 bucks and hang out and do stuff. Um, to kind of keep it cost effective type of thing.
0: Do y'all offer and like then, a, uh, a year membership?
4: We don't. I have thought about it. Um, I didn't. So the way Illinois is weird. Illinois is a very strange state because so many of the resources are concentrated around Chicago. Yeah. And we are, we're probably like an hour south of that. And so like I do shows in very wealthy places. And then I do shows in places that can like just barely afford what I'm offering, and so <clears throat> when it comes to the subscription type things and, and stuff like that, like, I'm I really struggle at how to figure out price point um, because I like we sh- I don't make money at for that part of it. Like the shop, I, I pay for that rent in that shop because I want to house a collection that has an absurd amount of animals. <laughs> and I basically need a zoo to do that, so I just kind of bought and built my own. Like I don't, the, the shop straight up is a money loser. Um, but I sounds like mine right also, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the the problem with being open to the public, especially for doing what we do, I also have to balance it to where I don't turn into a daycare. Yeah. So yeah, I you know I had to post like no unaccompanied minors. You know we. The the basement of my facility is where I have all the stuff that lives in the water because water is so heavy, but most of those are open top. So nobody goes in the basement unless there's somebody probably who's related to me that's in the basement. <laughs> so you don't try to pet the snapping turtle because people always do that and I don't know why. Boop it on um, Yeah, except I have three uh, alligator snappers Sweet. and a full-grown common snapper and a very large Florida softshell <laughs> and a gator. So, all back. of those will bring a finger <laughs> with them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, they'll learn their but, lesson within 10 tries.
4: Oh, yeah. I. Uh,
0: you still own, I assume you still own, one of my favorite animals that I don't own. And that's that your uh, Egyptian neuromastics you had.
4: I don't have an Egyptian.
0: I thought you had an Egyptian. No. I thought you had one giant Egyptian. I guess not. I thought it was yours. Nope. I need one. I know somebody's getting some in and I want one because I want a giant urimastics.
4: Those things. So I've. Don't ruin. Been, hey, but, hey, don't, don't, don't rain them up right. Ruin no, no. no. Rain I, away. I, I want one bad. <laughs> I, I've wanted one since I, I got to see one in person when I was in college and, and mess with it. And they are, they're monster. My thing is, you don't, you don't think about having an enclosure for one of those. So I, I have a gopher tortoise. Oh. And I had to I had to build an enclosure for that, right? So that is a three hundred gallon uh, racetrack shaped trough. Yeah. That has uh let me see. That has nine hundred and sixty pounds of dirt in it. Jeez. Um holy crap. And that is what I would put Egyptian Euromastics in.
0: So you can dig giant like serum burrows.
4: Yeah, they're they're Big, big animals, and when they did, I mean, you got to think, you know, when you're digging out a burrow for a three foot Euromastix, like it's going to be, it's going to displace oh, a yeah. massive amount of dirt, you know.
0: Yeah, it's like a tegu. Yeah, I, I love them.
4: Yeah, same idea. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I don't, always, I want a tegu, but I'm like, if I do that, I got to have enough area for it to dig and for it, and like that's, it's a, it's a lot of area. People yeah, what you need of the negative is for space. Ashley
2: and Stephen to build a big. Like, like the register at oh, Herb Shop really? for you. Oh yeah, that register
0: at Herb Shop, it's like 18 inches tall for all the dirt for two little ackeys and it's like eight foot long, four foot tall and like three foot deep. That's yeah, pretty awesome. It's
4: I have that in the front of my facility where we take the money and it has a blue tegu in it. Same idea.
0: Nice. Right. Yeah, I just, I want, I want a larger lizard. I just know I don't have the space or time for a larger lizard. Especially something like monitor-wise that they need some time. You gotta like, just yeah, them?
4: I, I would always go Tegu just because you can hibernate them, and they they honestly are, I don't know, my opinion, are much more receptive to clicker training, station training, target training. Uh, monitors will do it, but monitors, when they get up to operating temperature, do whatever they want to do and don't really care what you want to do. So it's, it's just a different well, yeah attitude, I guess.
0: Every time I see, like... You see people that have these monitors that seem really puppy dog tame. You're like, all right, now put it at 120 degrees. and Let's see what it does.
4: Right. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, get back to a, how its
0: operating temperature.
4: Yeah. I have a 40-inch Argus monitor that you can hold like a toddler. And then when he warms up, he will claw right through your face <laughs> to get off of you. God bless.
0: Yeah. that's You always see these like laying on someone's couch in 70-something degree house. I'm like, yeah, that's easy to do. Now get them up to the temperature where they actually move around and see what they do. Right. Although I don't know if a, like a croc monitor has a has a cool down temperature. I think it ha- will always try and kill you.
4: You don't have I don't know man the the really beast mode like my water monitor, my big argus, stuff like that, they I don't know, they're not like they're not as worried about you, right? Like because they, you know, having a fair sized monkey in their environment isn't that <laughs> weird to them? You know <laughs> I've what I mean? never thought like, about it like that. Yeah. They, they kind of eyeball – like, my, my rhinoceros iguana, if you open his enclosure and you don't scratch him how he wants you to, he will all four feet off the ground jump at you. And you had better catch him, because if you don't, he's going to latch onto you and climb up on top of your shoulder. Like, it's not an aggression thing. Like, he knows what he's doing. That's funny. That's hilarious.
0: I, just, I, I like big lizards. I just – I've never I, – I know that I don't, I'm not in a situation for a big lizard. Mm-mm. Like, I'd love to right, have – a big snake, but I know I'm not in the situation for a full grown retic, right? Which, as much as I think they're cool looking, <laughs> but I'm like, I can't house a 15 foot retic. Most people can. See,
4: man, I yeah, I have, I don't know, I can't really talk. I have giant stuff and small <laughs> stuff, but yeah, no, I you know, the same way, like I have you know, really big berms, really big retics, uh, yellow anaconda, a lot of rando stuff, but they're the same way, like they're my yellow anaconda is a jerk because it's yellow anaconda. I was say it's the yellow like, anaconda that's. Well, so, but they're honestly a little bit the same way. Like in my experience, once really big snakes get really big, you're not that like you ain't that much. I could probably take you, you know. Like they, <laughs> they, they don't. They kind of like like a big berm or a big female retic, especially they'll shove you away before they tag you. Yeah, because they're used to shoving off males, and so like that. I mean, if you get smacked buy a really large retic you screwed up like you you can i other than keeping stuff outdoors when you keep things outdoors that changes the game keeping things indoors is a, is a different beast but like if you use something like crutchfield where he, he has that monster retick it keeps outdoors like if you were to walk in that enclosure you are in a legitimately dangerous situation yeah you are in you are in the quote-unquote native environment of a very large predator and you are a not very large monkey. <laughs> so it, it's just a different feel for when you have it in captivity. But yeah, my, my really big berms and really big retics will push you even before they open their mouth to hiss at you. Like, no, not today. And just shove you out of the way.
0: I've had smaller stuff do that. Like, my uh, my pine snakes will do that every now and then. Like, they'll wedge mm-hmm. themselves in a corner and then they'll shove their back at you. Like, but Yeah. But also, once you pick them up, they go, oh, no, okay, now I get this. We're good. The, uh, yeah. the Blue Beauty will
4: Pitch be are basically our carpet pythons.
0: Yeah. 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 They, uh, I, what's funny is every other Louisiana pine snake I see apparently is evil. Mine are like puppy dogs once you get them out. I don't get it. Looks like our Blue Beauty. Yeah, that Blue Beauty y'all have is really calm. Not in the cage. No, not you in the one, cage. Once you get him out of the cage, he's great. <clears throat> yep. In the cage. Maybe like they English. just
4: recognize their native brethren. They only mess with the northern <laughs> folks. That's
2: true. That's <laughs> um, like that big NBK we have. I yeah. can't believe my sister just reached in there and pulled him out. I haven't had him out in months. She was like, I'm just going to get him out. All right. He's probably going to bite you. Nothing. It's like,
0: it's like you telling Kay with her little MBK. I was like, please handle that stuff because I don't yeah. want it to be five foot and then not like us. Yeah, I mean, he's she ever just been doesn't a like you. Book. I went to go feed her the other day, and she started flinging around the uh, the cage and shooting musk all over the sides. I'm like, what the? F- just take she the fucking inky.
1: Never once musted me.
2: All over the side. Of I my had headache. um.
0: And this some isn't people, the first time
1: she's done that to you. No, I'm sorry,
2: that's okay. I had some people come by on Sunday and pick up that refrigerator in the garage that went bad, and that smoker in the backyard that's all rusted out, and then that electric smoker that Logan had laid on its side. And when she picked it up, she's <laughs> like, Oh, there's a snake. And it was just a little rough first name. He's Stumpy. He's been back there forever. He's got like a Stumpy tail. I love
1: <laughs> that you have named him. So, stumpy.
2: <laughs> so I picked him up and she's just like, what if he bites you? I was like, uh, A, he won't. B, <laughs> I won't feel it. B, I, yeah, uh yeah. Yeah, it's not going to matter. That's, okay. and, That's like uh, the most
4: Texas shit ever. That's yeah. Old Stumpy. <laughs> yeah, old,
2: st- old Stumpy. <laughs> like a garage snake. <laughs> and uh, so I moved him up front in the front because now we took away his house because he lived under that smoker. That's why Logan had knocked it over. Yeah. Because uh, – you know Logan wants some property where he could put some tin out. And, uh, and Logan's like, Dad, can I push that smoker over until you get rid of it? Yeah, it's junk. What? <laughs> and sure enough, a snake got under it in the middle of a neighborhood. You're like, right yeah, in the middle let's of make, neighborhood. Let's make some. That's and, uh, Yeah, we've had Stumpy. So I moved him up front, and he buried right in the oh, mulch. Good there. parenting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's come in two or three times. Hey, look, he's out here.
1: You had a decay snake. I say you had a decayed snake. You had one that lived in the water.
0: Oh, yeah. It lived on a little water main because we eat all the slugs and worms. So the there was that
1: main. one and then there was the one.
0: In the backyard.
1: In the backyard. That was super pretty. That one, I, it scared the bejesus out of me the first time I found it in the backyard. because So James is allergic to grass. Yeah. So I do all the yard work. And so I was mowing the lawn. I'm, I'm
2: allergic to dishwater.
4: At <laughs> <laughs> dawn, I'll get you every time. Every time. <laughs>
0: It may save those fucking ducks, but I
2: can't deal with it. Right. Sorry, go ahead, Katie.
1: So I was I was mowing and I was going back between the fence and the garage, and I'm like, oh my God, I just ran over a snake, and I just knew it was gonna be in like 15 pieces. And so I just like immediately let go and went for James. And he comes out and it was perfectly fine, thank God. But ever every time I would mow, I would go back there first and like dig around in the weeds to make sure and it would move out of the way. And then I would mow the grass. And he was gorgeous. It was like oranges and reds and it was a pretty
0: decay. I
2: love decay snakes. I don't own Yeah,
4: them. man. People sleep on the the native tiny snakes. I think yeah, those things are cool. They Lo- Logan, really are.
2: Logan's been after me for a while. He wants some decays.
0: Well the thing with them, like so at that house. We literally had one live in the front yard, one live in the backyard,
2: and they look nothing alike.
1: Oh, absolutely yeah. nothing.
2: They're so variable, just in the same location. I don't remember who it is, but he has found someone at the shows that keeps the case. He goes and has been talking to them. Oh, that's cool. A lot. And he's going to get himself some, but... Um, I, I like ringnecks. If I can get, I had one I should never get to eat.
4: Yeah. There was somebody Oh, on Facebook in one of the groups that had some for sale. Because, uh, it was with something their kid did. They had found a handful of native, kept them, babies popped out. This and, is super uh, pretty. Well, dude, but if you think about stuff like that, especially for, you know, people that are maybe going to be cool with their kid getting a snake, but just cannot do frozen rodent. Yeah. Of any egg eaters. That's why daughters have worms. gotten more popular. Worms. worms. Oh, yeah. Worms, pieces of fish, you know. That'd be perfect. People could okay. just own Cribos. Just
1: Let's go, because I've got I, I got more to add to the conversation.
0: You can add at any point.
1: Well, so I don't want to just like, I mean, we haven't really talked about the Facebook question in a while. And we'll we, get back
2: to it. Okay, we, we
1: are go. on a time limit with Robert <laughs> okay. tonight. So we'll get back on. to our
2: Facebook question. Yeah, at 9.30, I'm getting up. He here. turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm already shaped like one. <laughs> so the
0: question is, what does reptile education mean to you? I want to read through these, and then we'll discuss it. Yes. Uh, our buddy Drew wrote a novel, so it's going to take me a second when I get to it. Uh, yeah, I'll
1: pull it up and I'll read his.
0: But he does, education he, he, that's for what he does. Oh, what yeah. he does and
1: living. that's he started it that way too, which was uh, great.
0: our friend Megan, and I'm not going to butcher Megan's last name. Said helping people develop a healthy respect for reptiles, particularly snakes, and minimize their fears through better understanding their behaviors, motivations, and how they benefit our ecosystem. I always She's tell people there's that. no such thing as a bad snake, only a misunderstood one. Uh, which I agree. We she did that, uh,
4: and episode snake. done. <laughs>
0: She did the snake education thing that we went to in her neighborhood. She's just, just trying to get people in her neighborhood to be okay with them. Because all these neighborhoods down here in, south of Houston, they have these giant ponds. So, there's tons of water snakes and everybody thinks... Well, in
2: like her neighborhood,
0: six years ago, it was was Rice Field. Yeah. Well, and everyone thinks they always see oh, oh, a water oh. moccasin. Yeah. I got a cotton mouth. And are like, no, you got a water snake. Yeah. Calm down. And they had hired, if you
4: had a cotton mouth, there'd be nerds outside your front door right now with big cameras. <laughs> right. right. <laughs>
2: they, uh... Her her uh, HOA had hired an exterminating company to come kill snakes, and she was like, "Hold up, wait a minute." Yeah, and she actually talked them into not doing that and to allowing her. She
0: yes, yeah, she has a Facebook group, and she's now the contact. If people have a snake, they contact her, yeah. and if she's out of town, she contacts either me or Robert. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've gone to remove snakes from over there.
4: Yep. How oh. many exterminator companies have a side revenue stream where they're just jobber flipping water snakes to repticon tables? <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah, we'll come kill them there, Susie. No problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By killing them, I mean we'll sell them to someone
2: else and they're going to sell them to someone. That person will end up killing
0: them. Oh, yeah. Him. <laughs> so
2: it's fine. There was a lady yesterday out near Weimar, which is uh, kind of like halfway between here and San Antonio. And she says that she's killed over 100 copperheads on her property in the last two years. I doubt it. And uh, she days wants days. someone to come out and remove them but not release them somewhere else. No problem, lady. Not going to yeah. release them. Sure. Okay. gotta take them a block down the road and release them, but whatever.
0: <laughs> well, I, so I, I went to that one house, and never found the snake, unfortunately, but the call was like, it's a seven-foot uh, water snake. I was like, okay. Let's, <laughs> yeah. We're let's like, send this. pictures. I want to see this. I, got there, I couldn't find shit. I was like, I wanted to find he this. He said
1: he stood there and watched for an hour. There ain't no way. There ain't no way. way. We tore away that,
2: that part of that garage, and
0: we, I didn't find shit.
1: I've never gone through somebody's stuff so much, Ever. <laughs>
2: Would have been funny if it would have been a decays.
4: <laughs> I just imagine a state biologist. If if that woman had really killed a hundred copperheads in a single location, yeah, at any anywhere in the world, any biologist worth anything would literally have an aneurysm on the spot and oh, die yeah. in their front yard. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. like just walk out there, see it, and be like, "Nope, my brain is done now." And nice.
0: Did you also kill a hundred thousand mice? What the right. fuck? No, she, what that's that what she
2: said. It's. Out there is a, what's a post Oak Savannah, is that area of Texas. And um, she said she has giant oak trees and it's full of cicadas. That'd She do. said she can't even walk outside without 23 copperheads. Oh, so she away.
4: literally ruined her local ecosystem. Yeah, That's how dare it be nature? So now she has 300,000
2: right? cicadas. Enjoy right. that. Yeah. Like, oh, I would love to go over there and poke around. Yeah, I bet you would. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm I haven't looking seen at what she looks while. like.
2: I don't know. But, uh,
0: oh, my
1: God.
2: But yeah, I'd like to go over there and
0: I'll go take, catch some copperheads. Oh, look. I've called copperheads. They're fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, they smell like shit. They don't smell like cucumbers.
2: No. They smell like, shit. they smell like a rotten cucumber you forgot about in the fridge for six months, yeah. maybe.
0: I've got to find that one copperhead that smells like cucumber. I just got to find it. I don't yeah. know where it's at.
1: It was not in that woman's yard that ended up in the back of my car. I can tell you that. Yeah, that
0: was not the smell of cucumber. took
1: a week to get that smell out of my car.
0: Five of them will do that. All right, you want to read Drew's?
1: I sure can. Go. So, he said long response, which is yeah. fine. As someone who does this as their full-time job, it means a lot of things. But primarily, he tries to build on the knowledge that someone might already have correct misconceptions and inaccurate perceptions and fill in the gaps in our cultural education. The main goal for many of his shows is to get people, whether they're children or adults, to realize that snakes and, to the lesser extent, other reptiles are actually animals. Living, breeding creatures, just like a dog or cat. The number of people who think snakes don't have bones or stomachs or brains is really incredible, but it gaps. It's gaps like that, that he's trying to fill in with more experienced people it's like so novices in the or hobby. Stomachs or brain. I like <laughs> brains, really incredible. I don't know what just happened. It's Bill. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, with more experienced people like novices in the hobby, he thinks reptile education is not that different. They need to know certain things like how thermoregulation actually works and what it means to be ectothermic. They need to learn about light, ecology, the niche of their animal and what that niche is and how they occupy. Snakes, turtles, lizards, all of these are animals and they they obey the same laws of nature as mammals and birds. But so many people have a disconnect when it comes to thinking about how their pet is designed to function in the wild. Um, and Megan even said that she's Witnessed, uh, she said, although to be fair, she witnessed her dubia drinking water for the first time last week. She d- really doesn't deal with reptiles that eat bugs, so she doesn't deal with a lot of bugs. She's like, it was just absolutely fascinating. And to kind of add to that, I came and got you. I don't know if you remember this, but there were isopods that were reproducing, and it was the like, cr- I wish I had videoed this guy. Oh, it was, it was, they were, they weren't reproducing, they were. Like reproducing.
0: A- they were- they were practicing reproducing and this, starting.
1: It looked like a dog going to town on some stuffed uh, animal. That's the only way it i was understand.
0: ever seen it. And this male dairy cow, I saw it was on top of the female and just going at it. i like, never have seen it before. I've never seen a
1: bug move that quick in my life, first of all. And it was, I don't know why, I thought it was so funny. I laughed for hours about that. Yeah, she that. thought it was
0: way funnier than I did. I do remember that. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting.
1: I never, like, I knew they reproduced, and I like I just never, I didn't expect it to be that. <laughs> I don't know what I yeah, expected. You could, have, you could
0: have played, like, rave music to it the beat, going, <laughs> Everybody's got their kink.
1: I mean, it was, it was weird. They
0: were, he was pumping away.
1: I guess cause <laughs> we, you breed snakes. So, that like, is true. Snakes. Well,
0: snakes breed snakes. I'm, well, you know, but I, I just, not, I just watch uh, in a away. Uh, way. Right.
1: But, like, because they wrap their tails, there's not really a whole lot of movement. No. <laughs> I was not expecting that for my spots. Oh, months later, it still uses me, guys.
0: <laughs> Anyways. All right. Uh, our buddy Brandon from the Canadian Herpetoculture Podcast uh, said, For me currently, it's education for mun- municipalities and other people who put laws in place. Helping them understand the difference between the pets we love and the dangerous animals they see, also education and conservation efforts, uh, why they're important and what can what we can do to help. Um, for Ryan Cox, that is by
4: far harder than educating the, the standard public. public. Yes. yes, by far,
0: because you're trying to educate someone who thinks they know what the public wants off of something the public doesn't understand, and yes. then they also don't understand.
4: You you are you are attempting to educate someone who has absolutely no information or education but has every ounce of conviction in whatever it is they believe mm-hmm.
0: yeah they're in a position where they think uh because they are the ones that eventually make laws that they know everything necessary for that law and mm-hmm. they don't know jack shit
4: yes they're educational jihadists you can't reason with them <laughs> it's the truest
2: statement
0: I like tonight God. uh ryan cox we're gonna skip you Moving on. No. All he said was, come and hold my Burmese python. I mean...
4: And that's why he's not allowed 50 yards of schools.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. It's also because he's like 20-something and looks like he's 70-something. Oh,
1: leave him alone. Fair. <laughs>
0: uh, Emily Amunet said, making reptile haters not hate them and making them retract their statements like reptiles are gross, mean, and all they want to do is eat you. Uh, I that's true. Uh, Cameron M. Logan said, giving people hands-on experience and Q&A. And Rebel Rose, having have, having knowledgeable friends and amazing amazing mentors. That's what education means to her. Um someone that's... Well, and Katie... You that's did a this. different
4: take than yeah. to what I thought. Her her actual personal education. is what she wants, was, yeah.
0: yeah. She's looking at it from the other side, whereas you're looking at it from the educator, she's looking at it from the uh, educated. Yeah.
4: That's cool.
1: What's uh, the largest program you think you've ever done before? Like the most people in the audience?
4: Uh, in a static audience? For was, like,
1: yes, a static audience. Is that when uh, the background went, shh, shut up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably a couple hundred at a time. But okay. throughout, the, throughout the course of an event, I, my wife and I are the animal demonstration for the um, – Oh, I forget what the actual name of the members open house for the museum of science and industry in Chicago. And that's between nine and 12,000 people in a, in a day. And then with uh, the rescue here, we did outreach for them for the last uh, several years. And the major event that they uh, did for fundraising is the comic convention here in Chicago. And so it started out with if you came as, like, Spider-Man, then you could take a selfie with me with a big spider, and it was just kind of a fundraiser thing Cute. just for fun. Um, that event over the course of a weekend is probably in excess of 20,000 people, and then it it morphed into um, the population of folks that goes to comic conventions is hardcore fans, obviously – uh, there's lots of kids and there are lots of special needs people because those are generally safer communities and, and events that they can do and, and things like that. But for hardcore fans in, in that pop genre, like that's the Super Bowl. Like they, you save all year to go to Comic Con and yeah. do stuff and get autographs and, and spend money and go to the hotel and it's NARBC it's, for yeah, it's those timely. nerds instead of us nerds. Um,
1: or you're the so, nerd that falls in both categories. It's totally fun. Oh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> we, I,
4: We were fans way before. Like, the fact that I got to go behind the scenes there and set up my booth. I
1: know, was, like, that's was, super wasn't. cool and I'm kind of jealous.
4: Um, so, I, I'm kind of morphed there into the guy that helps people with their tarantula and uh, insect fears. Because uh, we have a, a board member on the rescue at the time. She is very, very afraid of uh, any kind of arachnid, really, but she doesn't do well with invertebrates in general, and so she wasn't able to help. And I ended up being that guy. So over the course of, like, the last three years, that's basically been my entire job the whole weekend. And so I've put a tarantula on. In in any of those weekends, annually, was... Minimum several hundred people, um, so consecutive. Like, I mean, my my singular rose hair has been on two thousand individual people easily mm. in the last five or six years. Oh my gosh! Oh, side note, well, speaking from, from, that's, by, that's
1: actually how we met you.
4: I was yeah, and that, that's that's why that was a thing there. Like it, I somehow kind of became known for that. Um, and so it's it's a weirdly intimate thing. Like you. I literally hold hands with I've held hands with two thousand people in five years and that's so crazy. and they're you know, they're very scared they're very nervous and I know I look mm. like this. But yeah, but I, you're yeah. not
1: a small guy. Like it's very Dang like, Katie, that's no, fucked no, up. No, no, no. He, well, he's taller than you <laughs> are. You're not but, a small guy. On. No, but like he's that's taller so. than you
0: are. No, he's not. Yeah. No, he's not.
1: If I remember correctly.
0: You don't remember
4: correctly. We were about the same. Yeah. Or he okay. might be a little you might be a little taller than me. I'm six four
1: totally thought he was taller than you. You're definitely taller than me. Yeah, I'm taller oh, maybe it was maybe it was the tarantula. I don't know. You just, you have a <laughs> presence about you. And you just, I don't know, you're very calm. With a
0: backpedal called a fat. Good job. up. Katie. God, well, his up.
1: daughter is teeny tiny and she also does a fabulous job with her. Yeah, that,
4: as that well. makes it a little weird because she is almost uh, half of me. Yeah, so. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> it's probably a a weird perspective.
1: <laughs> She's amazing, though. Like, I just remember meeting her at Tinley, and she was it's fascinating. Anyways. Um, S-
0: side note on spiders. Uh, no, sir. So, the jumping no, spider behind you that has now laid two egg sacs where one hatched.
1: Don't you fucking yeah. tell me there's a third one behind me. It's just
0: laid a third What egg the? Sack. Fuck I saw it is when I came in with
1: here.
0: Oh, no. But she how, won't fuck how
4: She won't hard stop playing eggs. Beat
0: him mail oh. to Illinois,
1: I wonder. Oh, anyway. my God. She won't yeah. stop
0: laying eggs. It's like a damn chicken at this point.
1: Dude. Uh, anyways, the reason I asked is because before I became a teacher, I ran the education department at the Zoo in Alexandria. And yeah. I was basically the educational director without the title. And money. And money. And so I did all the work of the directors <laughs> without getting paid for it. And that's yeah. no one of the reasons I am now a teacher but um I think my largest static group was between three and four hundred oh, uh, yeah. people and it was for field trips. Um see
4: I personally was... hate that. So my jam is to get your hands on it. Yeah. Yes. I, I... I did
1: not. That was actually one of the only times, like that week was the only time in my seven years that I did large groups like that. Yeah, and it was not enjoyable for me at all. We did have stations set up so that after the kids were, after I was done with the program, they could come up and see. And I had volunteers that were running it, so they basically got all of my information front loaded to them, and then
4: yeah, that's how. If we ever have to do giant groups like that, that's we always try to. Well, how about I talk for 15 minutes and then for 45 minutes we do we these seven on. or eight yeah. you know, seven or eight stations to divide out this monster yes. group. Because it man, it, you might as well be watching a PowerPoint. The yes. kids in the back the kids in the back don't care. No, they can't they can't see they can't well see enough
1: anything Mm-mm.
4: if it's not a literal dragon, it isn't big enough <laughs> on stage right? to, Because they're you're seven years old. You're Even a leopard get-go. I, <laughs> but I, I tell people all the time, like I could bring an elephant a real mm. elephant to your birthday party when you are seven or eight years old. And after you touch it a couple of times, you're going to ask where the cake is. <laughs> like, you don't – you're too young. Yeah. You and work that way for them. You have to feed the stimulus. Yes. Uh, otherwise, it's a PowerPoint, but it's got a beard. Yeah. Like, it's not –
1: that was the that was the week that I I'm not gonna say I threw a fit, but I made it very clear that I would only be doing those programs if they would get me a wireless microphone to walk around with because <laughs> I refused yeah to be on stage at a mic and not be able to walk around the crowd and
0: yeah I don't wanna like yeah. be able to walk around the show. I looked Australia like I end.
1: worked at McDonald's, but it was cool.
0: So my longest day, <laughs> I did a 4 H camp like day, and we had stations, and so I had. I don't know, 15, 20 groups of kids come through and I had to do the same presentation And around, Yeah, group, we do that. It was awesome. Yeah, they're fun. Except for a round group, like 12, my big red tail decided she was done and uh, took a little a nip on my arm and I was like, oh, she's done. Okay. We're going to put her up. <laughs> yeah. I was in there holding her and let kids that. come by and touch her and also I was like, man, something sharp on my arm. I looked down and I'm bleeding. I was like, oh, that's just one of the, that's literally a warning bite. I was like, all right, put me up, motherfucker. We're done.
4: Yeah. that uh, That happened to Teresa at a where she's significantly shorter than me, obviously. Yeah. And she, we do the thing where we'll put the head behind my head and you can pet the tail Yeah. you're yes. scared type of thing. She didn't know there was a kid behind her that apparently had just been like flicking this thing in the face oh, this shit. whole time. No. God. And so she realizes the kid is there and is like, hey, you know, get out and like reach behind her to like not hit to shoo a small <laughs> child away. And when she reached behind, it basically just like, whoop, right onto her forearm. Oh. And, and the mob walked in and goes, I think you're bleeding on my floor. And Teresa was like, I have to go for just a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I didn't make a sound. I didn't even let kids know. I was like, all right, I think she's done. And I put her up and I kind of kept my elbow turned away from everybody. So they couldn't see the just blood pooling up on my elbow. But yeah, uh, they'll let you know when they're they're done.
4: See, man, most of the time for boas and stuff, it' for me at least. I'm I'm taller than her, so I'm the tree. They just get floppy, like they're not holding, not like, nah, I'm over this. I don't really want to sit on you anymore. Yeah, and it same thing, you know, like pituophis or any like big bodied snake, if they're not pushing or or holding on, like they're over it. All right, you're you're done. Next,
0: we used to do um, I say, I think we did it for two years, three years. How long did we do we? How many years do we do Reptile Day?
1: Oh, we did that for two. I thought you were going to talk about the summer school program.
0: No, the reptile day, which was my thing because I wasn't. Was two we years. Uh, but we did reptile day, which brought in two thousand, three thousand people.
1: The second year, it was almost three.
0: Um, And we just had tons <laughs> of different stations. People would come in bring from educational groups and all this and bring their animals. And they'd kind of rotate around and be able to see everything. <laughs> but one yeah. year, we had our buddy bring in a retic. And he had a male, or no, berm. It was a berm. He had a male berm that was 18 foot long. And wow. about one hundred and eighty or two hundred pounds,
1: massive. It was, it was massive
0: when it got to him. It was like he he put it on a diet, but uh, that was one of the biggest draws. We were, we gave him one whole room to put it on the floor, and like kids come in and take a picture with this giant fat lazy berm that was yep. just insanely massive. And that was a huge draw.
2: I uh, had someone tell me that they've ended a new reptile show recently, and they did fifteen hundred dollars and five dollar pictures with their big berm. Oh yeah. They were the only ones doing it. Yeah, fifteen hundred bucks in five dollar pictures. Crazy, and that's five dollars a family. That's because I don't know how many pictures we took that day. They took that day.
0: Well, the great thing about it nowadays is you don't actually have to take a single fucking picture. Yeah, no, they do. Everybody's phone. phone. Like Mm -hmm. you know, thirty years ago, you would have had to take the picture, the Polaroid, and give them the. I mean, there's a Polaroid somewhere of me at probably (laughs) seven or eight. At a circus with a Burmese
1: python on me. We just read a book in class about a Polaroid, and I had to explain what that what was it to is? all of my eight-year-old
4: hey, third graders. I'm telling you what. I have a Polaroid now for my events that is like a, I don't know, some new company, and it's not called Polaroid, but it does the exact same thing. Yep. My daughter Kids has Kids today... They think it's the coolest oh, thing yeah. ever. Yeah. They're like, "Oh my god, I get my own picture!" So and I was like, "Our the daughter has actually full circle." Has it's time to end. a
1: Polaroid. Like it's called Polaroid, but it's it doesn't look like what we remember them as
4: giant thing. And that it, it prints shapes. out
1: like little two by three pictures. Yeah. So she takes it to camp yep. with her. Well, yeah.
2: my daughter has one, and it, it uses the big, the big squares. Yeah. Nice. Print it out, and you got to stand there and shake it, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Does, is there any evidence the no. shaking does anything? I don't think it, it does anything. It makes you feel good. We all do it. It kills the time. That's yeah. true. It's like pushing
4: the button on the elevator.
0: Some 22-year-old yeah. listening right now is like, what the fuck are they talking about? Why are you shaking that <laughs> picture? Uh, Goddamn maybe that's what the,
4: is that the Kyle Phillips comment? Is he just lost in the conversation? That's funny.
0: I don't know. He's probably upset we haven't talked about shit yet. We normally talk about shit at least one episode. We'll get there, Kyle. I'm sure. Give it time.
4: I thought
1: that's
0: where your boa story
1: was going. I didn't oh expect the warning bite. What? Speaking of shit. Uh-oh. So, okay. I, I there was something in my bearded dragon's cage. It was not shit. I do know that much. <laughs> but Joe thinks, our daughter thinks it's an egg. And I'm like, I don't think that's what it is. But I took it out of the corner of the cage and set it on top of her cage.
0: Does it look like so an egg? I
1: could take a... It was yellow.
0: Yeah, it's so a she... She laid a whole bunch of infertiles before.
1: Okay, so that's what it is? Yeah. It's totally still sitting on top of her cage, and I have a substitute tomorrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're going to wonder how she laid that egg on the outside. Okay, I'm
1: totally going to send my kids in there in the morning to take it off the top of the cage.
4: Yeah. I just remember. Yeah, but so, no. So, I said don't it. Don't do that. No, my students. Send an email students. and ask if the second bearded dragon is okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Revert it back to an egg.
1: No.
0: You don't what? remember when, I told you, like two weeks ago when she was digging like crazy. Yeah. I remember it. That she was going to probably oh, yeah. lay eggs.
1: Yeah. That, so, I, so now that, it's that Easter. There's probably is.
0: more than one in there.
1: <sighs> okay. She Which has means now you got to
0: feed her like crazy. She,
1: well, and she's been eating like crazy, yeah. so that explains it. Because even our we have jobs in our classroom, and one of them is class pet. And the kid who was feeding her this week was like, she sure has eaten a lot more than she was before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because we had her – it was, it was months – it was before we moved. She was um, great right now. We were like, God, why'd she lose so much damn weight? And we couldn't figure out for the life of us why she was so skinny. And then we went to move and unpacking everything out of her cage and going to clean. I'm like – Oh, okay. There, there were like, like thirty eggs yeah. just spread throughout her cage, just mm-hmm. all over. I was like, "Well, yeah. that's where all it's, that weight." It went.
1: was broken in half.
0: Yeah, she's laying like and They dry out.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, it's totally yeah. When sitting. they desiccate, oh, they
0: God.
4: they turn to chalk real yeah. fast.
1: It's totally sitting on top of her cage. Yeah.
4: So you now you get to go find the rest of them at some point. Ugh. Yeah, you you've got to email and ask how the two bearded dragons. <laughs> <laughs> have to.
0: No. You also got to get got to give her more calcium, by the way.
1: Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, keep that worry. in mind.
1: I wonder if I could like mix it with her water.
2: Our special no, downstairs crazy. is trying to brewmate, uh, I don't think she's going to make it if she does. She really? barely made it through last winter. That's
1: what Rachel was telling me.
2: She doesn't eat very well. She never has. When I was making shirts for her, she was telling me about it. brewmater, just go uh, ahead. I'm going to try. Yeah, I think we're going to throw in the garage. That would be too cold. Yeah, it's <sighs> a little too cold. I mean we keep it 6870 in the house. Turn off all the heat and let her actually go through it and see yeah, if she. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? She's got three extra years with us that I don't think she would have gotten with the a yeah. college girl that was feeding her dried crickets. No. Keep it on a reptile party with oh. no UV.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what the I'm sure that's what Petco told her to do, so that's fine. Yeah.
1: Did we read everything on Facebook?
0: Uh, we read all this. jihad. Okay. Back to me. Oh, sh- okay. It's I'm
1: education, man. I got <laughs> so much shit to talk about this week. Go. <laughs> so one of the things that we're – because again, third grade, so eight-year-olds. Um, we are learning about argumentative writing and about how you have to have a claim and then you have to have good supports, not bad supports. For example, you can't just say, well, I want this. And it's, that's a bad support. You have to have fact to back it in. Why is Kyle all alone? I'm very I don't, confused. I think he's upset
0: that we're ignoring his poop emojis. I don't know. I don't know what the poop I emojis I think because no one else is commenting with him. That's oh. true. He's all by himself in the chat. Okay, gotcha. Because everybody's listening intently, Kyle, right. as you should be. I
1: don't ever talk this much on the podcast. They're not sure what's happening.
4: <laughs> I believe I pointed that out to start the show. I know.
1: Uh, so anyways, so I always model what it looks like before they do it. And tomorrow while I'm not there, they're going to make their bubble map. And so we're, we're writing today. And the example they wanted me to use in the curriculum was people should stop cutting down trees, which I a hundred percent agree with, but I'm like, this is boring as shit. I need something better to write about. So I'm like, hmm, reptiles make good pets. So that's my claim for my, my writing that I'm doing. And unfortunately, it opened can of worms because then I now have students who want to write an argumentative piece on why we should have a snake in the classroom. Which your principal won't have. Which my my it's the only thing my principal your your class
0: your class snake is it's right right here.
1: (laughs) She's she's you can't she's just out of the camera. He's concerned about the fear factor with other people, even though she's in a locked container. I tell him,
0: suck it up, Buttercup.
1: Um, they just don't Uh come in my classroom. It's fine with that. Uh, anyways, so then I have someone else who's like, we should get a spider, and then hey, so like, if you oh, wait, I'll have about two hundred. Like, they're they're so funny. So I'm pretty sure, like, every argument of writing that i like bubble map I get tomorrow is. I can exciting. get you
0: two hundred baby spiders. in when about One kid came weeks. up
1: with like four valid reasons why we should have a guinea pig in the classroom. Which There's I no valid reasons for a guinea pig. Uh, for the, we haven't brought that onto the podcast, but I want another guinea pig. No. But I would only to, have to take care of it during the summer.
4: To feed a Peruvian no! family? No!
1: No, we're not feeding <laughs> it out, Bill. I, I, no. I, I was just asking. No. You I'm get a like, whole
0: yard full of them You go out and pick a something. nice fresh guinea pig for dinner. Yeah, you're in Texas. You guys could slow cook anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. I watched a Guinea whole, pig brisket. Here we go.
1: I watched a whole Jeff Corwin episode about cooey that they raise in the mountains of South America. They raise guinea pigs like freaking chickens. Chicken. Like yard chickens crazy yeah anyways uh so that's that was, where
4: most of the common understanding for how to keep butterfly gamas is from I believe farming it. them for food
1: i believe it uh, so yeah so our argumentative writing and this week we've been doing a lot of nonfiction, and so of course the number one category in all of our nonfiction books that they're picking at their own will is the animal ones so that's yeah. been really great but yeah
0: animals are important
1: then we read we learned all about worms in my small group today it was the best moment of my day when my 8-year-old boys were laughing because worm castings are poop it was great and that entertained them it entertained days. them for a good 10 minutes i'm not even going to lie it was fabulous cuz they're like how does that work and i'm like well let's read the article well, all my all of
0: my centipedes or all of my millipedes didn't make it. But if you want, there's piles of millipede poop in those containers. They would probably think it's really cool. Little round balls of millipede poop. All the dirt has turned into millipede poop. Because in
1: the back of our book, it actually talks about how you can create your own worm farm. You take a two liter bottle. Yeah. You put rocks in the bottom of it, and then you put like so many inches of soil. Yeah, it's a
0: bioactive habitat.
1: So many inches of dirt, and then soil and or no dirt, soil, dirt, soil. And then you put leaves in certain levels, and you... It's a
0: bioactive habitat. I
1: know, but you wrap it in black paper. So now my boys want us to build a worm farming class. I teach English, by the way. Have you read
2: How to Eat Fried Worms?
1: We have not read that yet, but I'm going to get a copy from the library. and I think we're going to read that as a whole class.
2: We ate worms at a pep rally one time in high school. You ate worms at a pep rally? Voluntarily? That explains a lot. It was the coach and like a bunch of the football players ate worms. They weren't cooked? No, we took them out of a... Out, out of out a, a baking t- Oh, You so no. took them out, dipped them in water to get all the dirt off them. And not get all the dirt out of them is the problem. Yeah, yeah, off them I meant, and down the hatch. I did it. Up, but not I just swallowed
4: it. Kyle Phillips, if you went to English class in third grade in Texas, you would know that soil and dirt are two different things.
2: They are
0: soil,
1: and it was great though to watch the connections being made between reading, and I think that's one of my favorite parts about education is we a would paycheck? be <laughs> well. In Texas, it's definitely the paycheck. Um, But like we would be reading today, and for example, with the worms, it was that they dry out. And one of the kids was like, oh, well, that explains why when it was so hot the other day that there were all these dead worms on the sidewalk. And so they're like making these connections with their personal life and animals they've seen.
0: Kyle Phillips said he went to school in Amarillo, which is uh, in the middle of fucking nowhere. That is true. I've been there. The only thing there is a decent barbecue restaurant that I can't remember the name of. I did not go. Yep. It's the middle
2: of nowhere. Yeah, I miss much.
0: And I
4: would argue a third grade teacher who doesn't know the difference between soil and.
2: I must be one of those fun teachers, huh, James? Yeah. yeah. Fuck fun teachers. I'm an educator, <laughs> not an entertainer. That's right. Uh,
1: So. I think we're going to have a worm. That farm. was
4: sharp. Well. I think there might be there's there's a some long, background there. It's been a
1: long day. A little background. All there's, three of us. I, had got, a rough I got told day. by a kid
0: that. Uh, Taking notes isn't fun. I looked at him and said, No, duh. It's not supposed to be fun. It's notes. What do you. It's school. I don't know what. Our school system is flawed. They, they have the feeling that we're supposed that's, to entertain them now. That's
1: around the whole country. Uh, which, oh, yeah. Which they is can... why
0: people, as adults. So are I think my bored. English
1: class may be starting a worm farm.
0: A worm farm? <laughs> <Very> <laughs> why, awesome. why, don't you, why don't you start a <laughs> millworm farm and then feed the millworms to your shit?
4: I would a good say plan. that. You could send a jumping spider egg sac to a small town in Illinois, and in return, a small town in Illinois could send you a classroom rose hair tarantula.
1: I don't know about that. He said no to the snake.
0: Yeah, but usually if it has got legs and hair, as much as people don't like spiders, they're way more likely to say yes to a tarantula. I can't say yes to to a
1: tarantula, though. One of my coworkers, it's the only thing she's asked me not to bring, Um, and I do like her a lot.
2: Tell you had your fingers crossed. Oh. <laughs> that's Although like I a, that's like official. Today. I have my fingers crossed, so. Oh, well, you want to, to do enjoy.
4: education? I'll road trip a long weekend, <laughs> and if I can, if I can give your coworker a tarantula lesson.
1: Ooh, I don't know about that.
0: I don't know. it will be fun to watch. The worst she does is pee herself. Behold. Oh,
1: longer.
0: James!
4: And I work in EMS. If she passes out, I'll revive her.
1: Hey, we talked about EMS the other day in class. We talked about emergency workers. and they were I like, actually
4: literally said that to you at NARBC. So. I know.
1: They were like, what, what about those people that work on ambulances? And I'm like, those would be emergency workers. They're called paramedics.
0: <laughs> so, some of them are. I, I've seen some of my ex-students in the back of an ambulance thinking, I'm not sure I want them to save my life. I remember seeing one of my ex-students who was not one of my better biology students and he was working in the back of an ambulance. And I'm like, They've really lowered this bar.
3: Aww.
0: But he had a job. You know what? Better than some of my kids. Uh, so there were a couple of things I want to pull up. One, I'm jumping months back to when you were on Reptile Fight Club. Yeah. And, and y'all were talking about the invisible invisible arc idea. Um, yep. And a lot of the, the argument on there was for, are we really doing anything since we can't put these animals back into the wild? Um, right. And and I want to say you were on the side of, of the argument where yes we are it's it's um, even though they can't go it's better than losing them completely.
4: So my premise was that when people argue about the invisible arc they are missing the point. Yes. So the the invisible arc it, when you it's a very short book it's awesome when you read it uh, is written from a fatalistic point of view and when I say that what I mean is. Uh, everything in Sumatra is going to disappear. Palm oil has taken over the world and they're never going back. So if you, if you thought about it from that point of view, any earless monitor, any blood python, any of the crowned frogs, if they're alive, it's better than none of them being alive. And I, I think that is the premise that they were going for because people get really mixed up with what conservation is and, and think that because crested geckos are one of the most common pets in the world that somehow we're conserving them when people thought they were extinct in 1994 on the islands and you're not you are con- you are preserving them for posterity you are not conserving them In the sense that you're going to go to New Caledonia and see a crested gecko.
0: Which I would argue is still You you could
4: come to my house and see a crested gecko. That doesn't mean you're going (laughs) to go to New Caledonia and see one. Those are not the same thing.
0: But I'm still arguing preservation of a species is still equally important.
4: 100%. 100%. But you can't read the invisible arc with your brain turned on to conservation. So That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about if we torched New Caledonia, thank God lychees are still here and we'll be able to show our kids at a museum. Not, boy, when my kids hit 16 and we can get cheap plane tickets, I hope we can go to New Caledonia and see leeches. Those yeah. are not the same thing. Preservation versus conservation. So my, my whole argument was that people just look at it the wrong way of, I, I'm preserving these endangered snakes because they're going to go back to You know, we're going to put indigos back into Florida. Well, if you're not part of the Orion Society, no, you're not, because the state of Florida ain't going to let you. Yeah, and that's just not how it works. And my argument was that people are just looking at it in the wrong light.
0: I agree. I, I I think, uh, well, and because the argument was, it felt like the argument of the other side was, since we're not, it's not worth trying. Yeah, no, it's Dave and Tracy Barker.
1: I don't even notice the names. It's $132. There's only one left.
0: Yeah, they don't print them anymore, but I'm pretty sure Sean has an extra one, so I'm going to try and get one.
1: Wow. Really?
0: There's one copy
1: on Amazon. It's
4: $132. Oh, wow. But, uh... Yeah, it's a a small paperback book. It's a really easy read.
0: But the argument of the other side seemed like it wasn't worth trying to preserve them because we're not going to release them back into the wild, which I thought was crazy because I... I would gladly take a thylacine in captivity, or a flight cage of passenger pigeons, <laughs> or a small flock of dodo birds in a cage. So,
4: so you have to look – so for one, you have to look at that when you talk about Reptile Fight Club, um, don't for, – for folks who are listening or in the chat right now, don't, don't like – Go pitchfork at Casey Cannon's yeah. house. It, it doesn't mean that he hates reptiles. No, no. And, and he actually made a joke about that at the start that he people would think he hated reptiles. He had to argue opposite me. That was the point. And he really um, does
1: a great job because there have been other episodes he's a where he's super like, smart
0: dude. Casey is awesome. He's I, I want to like, get him on here.
1: I don't want to argue this side. He's okay, one, let's go. He's I one of the he's.
0: few people in the hobby who uses common sense in an argument. It's amazing. He, I love it.
4: Very, very smart dude. Um, No, his argument was that because it is preservation and not conservation, then what's the point? Yeah. If if you aren't actively working in conservation, you aren't doing anything. And if you were a conservation-minded person, that's actually true. Like, the government of New Caledonia will never come ask you for crested geckos to repopulate New Caledonia. They're not going to. And... (laughs) So, or, or of anywhere. They're just not. And, and that's okay. But, it's two different, two different brain channels are turned on, right? If, if you're in conservation mode, you're like, you preservation idiots with your stupid reptile collections. That's, that's no, that's kind of why people get like hobby versus academia and, oh, we hate each other. That's not true. We're just thinking about different stuff. And it's very hard for people to cross those barriers and see it from the other person's point of view. Whereas, you know, if Keith McPeak produces Boland's pythons, and we're able to keep them in the United States, and stop going into the middle of nowhere with Ari, and tracking through the natives to bring them back, that'd be wonderful. So we wouldn't have to mess with them anymore. If Keith McPeak produces Boland's pythons, Ari is never taking them back to the natives. No. He's not. Those are...
0: Which, by the way, Ari has got to be one of the most interesting people on earth because he goes to a place where he could definitely die. Oh yeah, just to do a hobby. He's not even like for sure. He's not a like big scientist doing a giant study for a university. The fucker yeah. just goes up to a mountain where like he could get he's... killed to check out a snake he likes.
4: Yeah, he he's a he's a modern day zealot. He he believes it in his bones. It's it's I a have a really book on my thing. shelf over here somewhere. Me too. It but my my whole premise was if i had 20 bucks i would give keith 10 and ari 10 i wouldn't i'm not going to give keith 20 and give ari none and i'm not going to give ari 20 and give keith none i get that i want both yeah and and i think to discount what keith is doing and only promote ari is is silly like we because when you think about it I, I love what Ari is doing. I, I love hearing him talk. I, I have all of his stuff. I support him. I, I buy his stuff. He's wonderful. He he's on a fatalistic path, right? Yeah. He, he I hope he gives Keith everything Keith needs, and Keith is successful. At some point, when Ari goes back there, there aren't going to be any more snakes for Ari to see. Yeah, that is that is a fact of life which I would argue makes Keith really, really important. And on the outside chance, we as humans finally decide to stop being idiots collectively. I, I don't want Ari to stop. You, you need zealots. I need Ari to keep going back there and risking his life to see a snake I will never see because I can't. Yeah. And on the off but, chance But you want to know that it's still there
0: in 30 years. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because on the off chance that we don't torch this whole place... I I want to know that that's still there, and he's the only person that's going to do it because nobody else cares.
0: It's just I mean, and it's a really like I don't think people understand how dangerous it is for him to go there. It's not like he could like just fall on the on the mountain and twist his ankle and then he comes home. Like it's not a safe place for
4: us. No, to be in a safe part of the world. No, where is at? it? It's um, Papua New Guinea. Papua New
0: Guinea, uh, but like it's not like the good part. <laughs> it's, you can get eaten there. Yeah. He's he's in a, he's going to places where like luckily the tribes like they know him and he's formed these relationships and they take him. Yeah, to that's
4: that's an older part of the world where it comes to respect. He yeah. he is respected by the people that live there, and that honestly keeps him safe. And there isn't much more to it than that. It's, yeah, you it's and I a, couldn't
0: get on the no. flight, go to the same place, show up without him, be like, oh, we got this." Y'all know Ari. Yeah, by the time we go, y'all know Ari. They they've shot us. We yeah. we did not. Make and it and you no. could
4: have the purest of intentions the way that he does. Yeah. But you, you know he he has proven and and that's the weird thing about it. like his intentions to be genuinely pure. Like that's a that's a rare thing for one in this day and age. And it's a real hard thing to prove in places of the world like that where it it counts. Like, you need to prove it or you ain't going home. Yeah. He's also and, of a and, and stature that
0: fits in more there. I don't think my stature would True. come across True. as friendly.
4: But, I mean, he, he did it, man. He, it's it's he, impressive. He has the in. Yeah, it's it's actually – it's one of the more amazing parts of her pediculture that I don't think very many people have put together how, how big of a deal that is. Yeah. Well,
0: it's just like I said, it, huh? it's – it's all a hobby, too. It's just, it's not uh he's not sent there yep. on some sort of National Geographic mm-hmm. study. It's yep. Just a hobby. But it ties in, I to so talking about the Bolands, kind of ties into something I think, I think it was on your recent podcast. Um, I, I almost feel that with some of these species, we're going to price some of these species out of the hobby. 100%. If, and that's another concern for me. And I don't want to say that as like Bolands shouldn't cost X number of dollars. But, I will. They shouldn't. They should. <laughs> but. It's hard to say. All right, they're ten thousand dollars. Let's try and save this species. Well, fuck that. We can't afford. To buy. I can't buy. Can't buy one. Definitely can't buy two. Like,
4: well, I would argue that if it costs that, if you could transparently show me the cost and show me, because because they're very expensive, because they're very hard to get, and I I fully understand that. I've read Ari's stuff. I've heard Ari talk. I've I, I understand the logistics of, of getting to the other side of the world. Um, if, if you could show me why it went from 2,500 bucks to 25,000 bucks, because the, the price increase for a man in Papua New Guinea to go get that for you was not tenfold. Yeah. The YouTube exposure was tenfold.
0: The shiny pictures in the sun.
4: The Instagram exposure was tenfold. Having him on TikTok was tenfold. And the people that are on the major three social media platforms in the current market set the prices for those animals because they have all of them. So you can't tell me that it all of a sudden became 10 times more expensive for you to acquire that animal. Well, and
0: I don't mind supply and demand. And I've said it before. There's certain species. So like Robert owns a bunch of doomerals. I own a doomerals. I don't think they're an $800 snake. But I don't think they were the $120 snake they were when I was younger. Yeah, agreed. I, I think four to 500 bucks is probably where they should be. The respect for what they are and all
4: that is probably where they should be. Um, yeah, no, I have one. I get it. But my thing is, and and I, I'll say it on social media because I don't care, um, that was price gouging. Oh, yeah. You can't tell me it wasn't. You woke up one day, realized the reach that you had on social media, and you just changed all the prices on your website. You are a crappy person if you do that straight up. That was a money grab. Yes. And then fortunately, the market more or less corrected it. It's come back. Because we all, price. in a side manner, made fun of those people for it. Because it was the most blatant cash grab in recent memory was for her pediculture.
0: It was one person. You saw the one person change the price of Doomerl's yeah, boas for 100%. her entire hobby. Um, you know, like rainbow boas. I think they probably should be where they are now, about four to five hundred bucks, not the hundred and twenty dollar snake that was when I bought it in two thousand three. Sure. I think I think snakes are starting to get more of the value they should have, or reptiles in general, but I definitely think there are some that because of Instagram and because uh they've become popular, people go, Oh, I can make a ton of money now. And so that really hurts in situations where it's like we need to try and bring these species back to the hobby. Like, I would love a Madagascar tree boa, but they're not cheap. And and I can't get one right now. And I think that's one that needs to be in the hobby more. I think they're an awesome snake. Um, so I, I saw that I, when you were talking on your last podcast about some of the prices of stuff. I was like, I think we're going to price some of these things out of the hobby as we're trying to get them into the hobby.
4: So. Oh, for sure. And and there, and there when I was talking to the guys about the, the really expensive geckos and stuff is you're actually setting a lot of people up for failure because people are going to go buy these really expensive things as almost a status symbol. And then realize that maybe they're not actually even that cool. Like most things from Australia are very expensive solely because we can't get any more. And that is a fair reason. Rarity is a fair reason for things to cost more. I understand that. But if you get it and it turns out that it's boring, it just happens to be only one of four. Who cares? Like if, if you're not into it or you could only afford to buy one, well, guess what, dude? It's a gecko. So in about five years, I hope you got more money because it ain't gonna live that long. Like, it's not like I spent crazy money on an Aldabra tortoise. Like, I I'm kind of dumb, so I would spend <laughs> house money on an Aldabra tortoise. I would too, and no problem. If I had it, I would I would literally just put it in a duffel bag and hand it to the dude in Florida right now.
0: I yell at Sean Gray every time I see the three that he has.
4: But that's gonna go to your grandkids. Like, if if you put that. If, if, as a like as a business owner, right? If if you had the breakdown of expenses over the year for what you paid for that, you could literally break down tortoise expenses for a hundred years. Yeah, I mean it's not a thousand bucks a year—that's not bad. That's like a yeah. hundred bucks a month. Yeah, hundred bucks a month for the next century, I get a real big tortoise. Awesome. <laughs> when you drop eight G's for a gecko, fuck, that's a thousand dollars a year if it lives eight years, which would be an old gecko. Yeah. And then, and then you gotta hope it don't die or get one. egg
0: found or some weird thing that kills you yeah. in year three.
4: It better be part of the genetic because you ain't getting more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I just don't understand some of those things. It, and, and I know that there are, there are wealthy people in our hobby who, who are able to purchase those things and, and so on and so forth. But a lot of those things feel like the early ball python craze where those people were. When you went to old school Daytona, nobody yeah. bought a fifty thousand dollar ball python.
0: No, they traded it to somebody what, for another fifty thousand dollar ball python.
4: Yes, they did. What they were doing was selling the lifestyle to all the rest of the schmucks who didn't have fifty grand. And Ralph Davis and did they an were amazing like, job. Someday I'll have a fifty thousand dollar ball python. No, you won't. Because that dude traded it to another dude who already had a fifty thousand yeah, dollars. You like python. Ralph didn't
0: have a fifty thousand dollar ball python. He traded it to Kevin for his fifty thousand dollar ball python.
4: Yeah, it, dude. Did, do you guys ever watch George Carlin? Or yes. In, yeah. in, okay, it's a real big club, and you ain't in it. Like <laughs> I, I love George Carlin, <laughs> but that's it. Like I'm never getting a fifty thousand dollar animal. I'm not. No. Like the people that are are either very very wealthy. Or already have animals in that class and are trading. it. The only reason to advertise that at a show is on the hopes that somebody from the Asian market shows up and will buy it with a literal duffel bag of money, which does happen. Or, for one of your buddies who already has the other thing you really want, which you guys talked about before you even came and didn't tell any of the peasants that are walking around. And then you traded it at the hotel that night at Bananas after we were at the bar at the NARBC auction. I was there. Come on. Just be honest.
2: Yeah. I agree. Yep. Oh, just laughing. This girl said she's been to six post offices today, and then I will take the snake she's trying to ship. I wonder why.
1: <laughs> I I'll that's take my a, random that's snake box.
2: I just put reptiles com. <laughs> I was going to say, there
4: are like multiple companies that will help you. Yeah. They will
2: walk you through it.
1: All right. I can uh, take a
2: break. Uh,.
0: What uh, i been one. studying. One other thing was on your last podcast. I've been listening
1: about, also. I d- that seemed very rude, and I apologize. I'm talking. That seemed like
4: I, I saw you stare at the table the whole time and ignore me. I get it. It's <laughs> my phone. <laughs> case head, is headphones black. on mute. I got I it. Uh-huh. One of the other things that y'all talked
1: study.
0: about were uh, <laughs> were people wanting pictures of animals when you're trying to sell an animal, which I thought yeah, was sure. funny. Like when I'm selling like Samboas, like I'll get a good picture of just a regular Sambo from above. You can see everything, and they'll go, "Can you send me two other pictures of what? It looks like that on all sides. Right. It's a sand boa, <laughs> right? I don't know what you want of this sand see, boa.
1: I need an up close picture of its nose so I can see how cute it is.
2: The, the, you get this shit?
1: Man, a uh-huh. picture My of the six subocular
2: with, scale, please. So I can
4: problem determine. with that is. Oh, dude! Nobody who asks for multiple pictures of a monotypic species knows what superocular scales are at all, <laughs> and they can't they can't spell monotypic or superocular. I mean, I don't good know point, what they are, point, so we'll go there. It, my my problem with stuff like that is like I, I don't breed or sell, so I, I I can kind of view it from outside. I I would be really it would freak me out to sell people animals anyway because then they're in the ether, and you have to have a you have to have the mentality or the personality to, to let it go, right? I sold it. I did the best I could. It's out in the world now. Like, fly, little bird. And that's probably a, a little bit difficult for folks. But when you get people, like for a sand boa, if you ask me for more than one picture of a sand boa, barring it being a, a weird morph or yeah. something, I, I worry that you have like a you might be a little bit ignorant of what you're asking. And if that's the case, I'm not sure I want you to have this animal.
1: Look, people are not like, as smart as we are. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I'm going to go but that, there. The looks on y'all's faces. In no, this but, but maybe,
4: but here's my thing. Like maybe don't buy a Sanboa or maybe buy a Sanboa book at this time. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, but like, yeah, when I when I, I was you... talking to Joe, Joe sells a, a bajillion different geckos. Um, a lot of really pretty geckos are monotypic; they look the same. There aren't really a whole lot of morphs and, and stuff like that. You know, a, a blue-headed day gecko is it's a little day gecko with a blue head. It's in the name. Scientists aren't original people. Yeah, that's how that works. Mexican black king snakes are from Mexico and, and they're... they're black. That's it's you know. And if if you're at the basal level of the hobby, where you're like, hey, can, you know, and you want like three or four pictures of an MBK, or <laughs> of, a, of a what have you, like, maybe you should slow down for a second, and like, you just read some more. Just literally clicking around the internet, you will put two and two together that they're all shiny and black.
1: Well, maybe... Like, it... I would just be worried if I was uh, selling that. Maybe they're concerned that the picture you sent them is not the snake you have.
0: But at that point, you have to either trust the buyer or not buy from that person. Seller.
4: Yeah, because that kind of goes both ways. Like, if if I'm worried enough to ask for multiple pictures, I probably don't want to give you money. Yeah. Because that's kind of the fear of the internet, right? That's the original back in the day, you know. I got this wonderful piece of property in Arizona, and then Grandma mailed him money. Like, for one thing, that's still a thing, ripping people off. But now it has gone to the internet where, yeah, people do have a, a reasonable fear of not receiving, you know, as advertised or what have you. But if you're already to that point, like now both sides, right? I think you're dumb and don't know what a gecko is, and you think I'm trying to rip you off. Like, maybe we should just both go home. (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, because the next response is going to be from the buyer. All right, well, let me talk to my wife about that and get back to you.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a thing.
2: Uh, That's an annoying one. I've actually actually had a sale not long ago and I let me talk to my wife. Oh, really? And then I had another one that was another vendor and he came back. He's like, well, that didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be holding off until after the first of the year. I've been informed that that's my opinion on this as well.
1: That's
4: hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I my thing is I I have been a person who said I have to talk to my wife. Um, I, I I'm kind of twofold on this. One, if you say that, follow up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Don't, because here here's my thing. Because when I say that, I mean it. I'm not I'm not trying to ghost somebody. Like, because I, I have said that, especially on Facebook messaging. Um, uh, Joe Switolski called me out on Facebook Messenger because he, uh, he's in. For folks that don't know, he imports a lot of stuff and um, is always posting things on Facebook. And he posts a lot of really obscure things. And because I teach, I'm always looking for like different lessons in natural history or genetics and, and weird things. And he has a lot of weird stuff. But because the world changed, and now Facebook says we can't post prices. That makes it hard, yeah. I I always have to ask, because I don't breed and sell animals, so I'm not totally up on the jive for what the market is to be. It may be in your price
0: range, it may not be, and you got to find out.
4: And and most of the stuff I'm asking about is not, like, just on Morph Market. It's weird. You know, and he probably only got a handful in, or I would have had to get a price list from an importer... Like, I'm not just asking about carpet pythons or whatever. I'm asking about obscure things. And so, I, I ask him all the time. Oh, hey, what's that? What about this? What? The-? And he-, he messaged me back and he's like, yeah, man, I got like three. What do you want to pay? Because you always ask me and then you talk to your wife or we talk about it and then you're like, oh, I don't really know this, that, and the other. And I-, and, I- and I laugh. He was being funny. He wasn't being a jerk. And... I messaged him back and I was like, yeah, but I, like, if you watch any of my podcasts or listen to any of my stuff, I I reference my wife all the time. Like, I I actually am going to her. And I'm like, oh, hey, I I found a slug-eating boa or a centipede eater or, you know, this weird thing. Check it out. And then we talk about the lesson or or what have you and have a real conversation because we do the business together and I'm not going to spend – Potentially big time money without asking her. Yeah. But when, if you ask a bunch of questions and then put, well, let me ask my wife, you weren't going to buy it. Like, it's an honesty thing. Like, I will message people and be like, hey, I talked to Teresa. We're going to do this project. I don't really know if that animal's going to work or the lesson thing didn't, you know, she had a different idea. And I'm not just going to drop the cash without telling her. So, hey, sorry, I can't get it. Whereas if you talk to Robert for two hours about a rack and they're like, Oh, let me ask my wife. Like, you weren't serious about it in the first place and you wasted that person's time. Because when you go, but when you ghost and don't actually follow up. Yep. Now there's, I have no reason to trust what you just said because we don't know each other. This is the internet. So you're just a stranger. Yeah. But if you followed up.
0: It's a pain in the ass for Robert because the prices are there. Like that happens on a lot of stuff you'll see, too. <laughs> for day. sure. Like when the price My is thing there. is
4: if, if you followed up and told him, especially a person like Robert where you have you're, – you're building structural things, mm-hmm. you know, and have price lists and check sheets and, and all of – you know, supplies and all these sorts of things. If you told me like, hey, man, I thought this thing, you know, she told me on the way home from work, the washer broke, blah, blah, blah. I don't really have the cash, this, that, and the other. This is what I'm thinking. Might be a couple months. Got to roll some paychecks up. Robert would be able to say, All right, man, look, PVC is a little ridiculous. It might be up a couple percent on the cost, this, that, and the other. When you come back, this is what I'm thinking. Right. Like, you could have a real business conversation as adults. Absolutely. And not ghost him because when you go back to Facebook Messenger and it pulls up on Robert's, it will show all of your last conversation. And you yes, like, will be like, You're the idiot that ghosted me last time. There's a $50 surcharge for idiots. <laughs>
2: I uh, I had someone yesterday email me asking for a custom rack like um, a pretty pretty big rack and uh, so I gave him a price and his response was why is it this much because this rack on your website is less than half of that price but it seems to be comparable in size so I broke it down for him I was like, well it takes this many square foot to build that one It's basically double to build this one. It's this much wider, it takes this much more heat tape, this much more screws, this many. This much more labor. So, if anything, I just realized that I actually priced it a little low. Um, and he came back and said, well, that was a very professional response, and I think I'll buy from you. Well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, because I was ready to tell him, because that's the fucking price. <laughs> you know? But, I, of course, I didn't. And and then he came back with it, but it's going to be a couple of months. Well, that's fine. Whatever. I appreciate you responding. See, my problem
0: is, Uh, I have a wife that I'll go ask and then she'll usually say yes and then I have to talk her into talking me out of it because I realized I got her to say yes but then I realized I really don't need to spend that money but she already said yes so now I need her to make me say no
2: yeah that's usually the problem that's why she goes over to the table and buys the snake and then tells you to go get the snake
1: that was only the one time right (laughs) (laughs) it was a speckled king snake he wanted it for months yeah that's true (laughs) Uh no, See, but Mike, he's right though. It's it's a rare occasion I will say in the 17 years we've been together, it is a rare occasion for me to say no. Now James, oh, on the wow, other hand, no. so I don't have that. James, on the <laughs> other hand, tells me no quite often.
0: That's because I usually use like reasoning. Am in, like, I getting a that? rational brain? <laughs> All right, I, I know. We're
4: okay, I'm, so our marriages are opposite.
0: <laughs> 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 I did want to mention one other thing. Just thought that I heard this week on uh, colubrid and colubrid Colu, colub, colub, how you say it? Whatever. Right? Yeah. Uh, they had Kathy Love on, oh,
3: that's and cool.
0: which is really cool. Yeah. I haven't heard from Kathy Love in forever. Um, and I was listening to it on the way home from work today, she's awesome. Well, she brought up a term, and I've heard it many times before, but of a uh, deli cup herpers. But they mentioned that that's not always a bad thing. It's not. I think in the hobby, it's so much. That if you don't go out and herp, you shouldn't be allowed to own your fancy ball python. But I think that's that right. You should be allowed to do both. Like you, there are definitely. <laughs> Multiple camps where they can be a deli cup herper and the only reptiles they see are at a show. Sure. And they can appreciate them that way and not want to go out and sweat. I mean, there's no way Chris Eaton's going to go out and look for a snake in the wild. He's He's
2: made it very clear that he has no
4: desire to do that. (laughs) Uh, Uh, You tell me how many people that own saltwater tanks are professional divers. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Right. So I I heard
0: that. I was like, you know, I think it gets sometimes thrown out there as a derogatory thing to someone who... Now, with that said, should they at least know where that snake comes from naturally? Yes,
1: Be- I think I think that falls back on just knowing what you like. It
0: back on research, knowing how to take care of it. So you should probably know your ball python originates from Africa.
1: I mean, my yeah. third graders can tell you all about it. But do jacket. you need
0: to? Do you need to know? But I feel like in your uh, in your researching you to know how to take care of it, that had to have come up. Why? Or you didn't do the research to take care of it. Stop being an elitist, James. I'm not elitist. I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to own I, it. I'm just saying that it, it would be nice for why them do you to, have to show? know where
1: it's from to know how to take if, care of it.
4: If if it was an animal that was entry level enough to survive off of a care sheet, does a care sheet ever say where it's from?
1: That's your zoo background my, coming yeah, my, right. My there. care sheets do. That's, and that's your zoo background. <laughs> yeah. Because you are that person. You <laughs>
4: are the say person. AZA at the
1: bottom? Because yes. that's not
2: the same. He- <laughs> my my do say we're by Kenyan Sambo. But also, also right. knowing that it's from Africa, uh, that doesn't tell me much. Because no, um, Africa is like the United States. There's mountains. There's deserts. There's swamps. There's yeah. savannas. So look, okay, maybe they shouldn't have to. I feel that you should want to at least know that stuff.
1: That's like, if, different. If, 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 you find it
0: if you find it interesting enough to bring it home, be a part of your family. You should probably want to know more about. Can't it. Can't
1: tell you about my dog.
4: You're about, to get a, you're about to get a third grade grammar lesson. It's like I saw that finger come out. <laughs> I can tell you all about There's your dog. What's point your going on? Dog, your
0: dog is a mutt. That is all you need to know about your dog. But it's an American-made mutt. Uh,
2: most of the kids, you know, these days, grow up on wildcrats, so they probably know anyway.
1: This is true.
2: <laughs> well,
0: we actually watched that kids, when we have, our kids. Do. Yeah, no, Trust we
1: watched that on indoor recess when it. I can tell you high, and school can't kids, go outside.
0: high school kids couldn't find you Africa on a map. Wow. Yeah.
4: But high a school. high school kid could get a care sheet, order a rack from Robert, buy four ball pythons, and keep them for the rest of their life. That is true. Mm-hmm. I just and never even spell Africa. There that you go. True.
1: You're also the person that goes to the zoo. And I will, would not be friends with them. And but and they could. Right. <laughs> will read every single piece of information on every single sign. the signs are there. Well, that's
4: why they're there. They wouldn't put them there if they don't want you to read them. But the people that aren't
1: reading the signs are the people that are buying reptiles.
0: Yeah. Those are also people that brought their kids to the zoo as a babysitter. They're the ones that he's trying to
2: keep out of his his store
1: all day when they
2: leave to go to grocery shop. we used to have Astro World here.
1: I can skim the sun. You
2: know, it was right here. Right right across from uh, Reliant. (laughs) And uh, that's one of the main reasons it ended up shutting down is because it got so bad in the summertime. You couldn't even walk around the place because there was just these roving bands of teenagers mm-hmm. and yep. preteens, and they weren't spending any money because they were buying a season pass and they were going in there, they weren't spending any money, and it got to the point where Astroworld shut down yeah, mm-hmm. because of it, and which sucks because that was a huge part of my childhood was Astroworld, and stupid yeah. fucking kids shut it down. Can't have nice things. I didn't kids. All right, and the
0: last thing, uh, it's not long. This was just, I saw a video on... It popped up on YouTube as a thing to watch, but it was an alligator sanctuary, like a pet alligator sanctuary located cool. in Michigan.
4: Ah. Yeah, they're awesome.
0: That I saw cool. that and I was like, I reached out to them. I want to try and get them on because that is, one, a weird fucking place to go, you know what we should do? We should save hundreds of alligators and uh, we should do it in Michigan.
4: Oh, where, they've been there for a super yeah, for a long, long time. time. Yeah, a bunch hmm. of the ones that get confiscated in Chicago go there. It's the
0: Critchlow yeah, Alligator Sanctuary. Yeah, cool. they're
4: awesome. You should for sure get them up. I want to get some a really, really cool place. They
0: have tons of just
2: alligators that were people's pets, I'll, and they realize, I'll have
0: to look well, the this back. is a horrible
2: pet. Yeah.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> <Sure. And laughs> I grew That's my bad. spare
2: bathtub. And you know, being from here, I'm used to, if you have a pond, at some point, you're going to have an alligator in it. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Whether you want to or not. Oh, I'd want um, to. yeah. Yeah. Do it. I want to. Yeah, absolutely. He's
4: buckled, more than <laughs> welcome. I, I got a spare one. I'll hook you up. I want
0: a Chinese alligator cool, more than that. anything else. I'd get rid oh, of no, I got a
4: Good old American. I would take an
0: American. I told Katie if we ever buy a house with a swimming yeah. pool, it's not a swimming pool. It's an we alligator. You can't, we can't have pool. them in Texas, so
1: it's a pool. You
0: can get a permit. <sighs> you
4: can, but it's not easy. I've got. All right, I've got one one in a one in a display right in the big front window of the shop, and one in the basement. Uh, hmm.
1: All right, Bill. If people want to get a hold of you, how could they do that?
4: Oh man. Uh, f- Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just type uh, Bill, tick- Bradley. TikTok.
1: Yeah. Just Bill Bradley. Just Google Bill Bradley.
4: I'm not the senator and I'm not in the basketball hall of fame.
0: Yeah. Just type know. Bill Bradley reptiles. Then, okay. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, Cole Black Exotics is the page for all the educational stuff. Cole, like dig it out of the ground, Cole. And the podcast stuff is Lizard Brain Radio. Uh, I do another one that's called Saurian Stories, my daughter has one called Endear as Inverts, so yes. and my son has one called Turtle Talk Podcast. Um, I was, was going to make sure you
0: plug the kids.
4: Yeah, so the kids are slacking, but they are uh, getting back on it. We got into school sports, and I mean, my son is 11, so he has the attention span of an 11-year-old. <laughs> yes, But 10 Yeah, um, one of too. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got so uh, Turtle Talk will resume, actually, my wife and my son instead of me, so she's going to take over helping them, which I think would be really cool, because she has a uh, non-herp nerd perspective.
0: Feels like that'd be really then, cool, because I don't have to do it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm still the dude that gets and takes care of all these turtles. Um, and then I, I hey help him he with hers. Um, you don't know. He no, makes, I, it's complains, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> no, it's a blast, man. Like, they... Because they're nerds, but they get to do, like, nerds, nerds can be cool now. Yeah. Yes! yes. Like, because because Thank you, Big Bang Theory. Yes. yes! Yeah, but, like, it's, the, even if they aren't necessarily mainstream cool, it's because one of the few positives for social media say the exact same thing. Is, is that they can now connect with other nerds. And so, like, yeah. they can make their own circle. And not have to make, you know, being a turtle dork fit in the basketball circle or, or whatever. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been really awesome. I'm, I'm really glad.
1: It's cool. If you need a rack, LSReptileRacks.com. Dot com. James. What? How can they get hold of us?
0: Smoke signals.
1: I mean, at this point.
0: uh, The Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram and Facebook.
1: Um, yeah, that's it. Sounds
0: good. Simply Serpents on Facebook. Simply underscore Serpents on Instagram.
1: Yes. I have a test to study for and Robert's about to fall asleep.
0: I got to pee. That's lovely. I don't Bill, don't go to, anywhere just
1: week. yet. Thanks Correct. for Holy listening, guys. Fine.
0: But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, we don't know who yet, but I've got some ideas. So talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye, y'all.